What is going on, lacrosse fans everywhere? First full week of College Lax is in the books. We've got a lot to look at, a lot to talk about, and a lot to look forward to. Um, episode on deck here, number nine now for the BTB pod. The ball's finally rolling. I'm ready to rock. We'll roll the intro and get right into it. On his second straight in overtime, Salcido down the alley to the middle. Tromboli in traffic, shoots! seconds left. Stotts is going to have to let it fly. He checks the clock. Rice with one. Oh! It's over! Rice to Donahue! Ball game! Gate behind the back and the shot to go by Greg Burns and get the assist to Paul Gate with a nice behind the back pass to Burns. Quick feed. Oh! The catch and behind the back release. It's unbelievable. Speaking of Tromboli and scoring, he had quite a day for the Orange on Friday night, but we'll get to that later. Like I said, we've got an episode, lots of analysis to look at what we got on Friday and Saturday afternoon. Um, Felt great to just be able to sit back and watch lacrosse. Um, I don't know about all of you, but I've been waiting a while for this college season to come back around. Um, last season was great, and I'm looking forward to 2020. So um, we'll start off with uh, the bigger ESPN games, you know, the ones that were nationally televised at least. Um, hopefully hopefully most people were able to watch the ones on ESPN Plus somehow. Maybe they were streamed elsewhere. They got a friend's login, um, but... I was at least able to. I've had ESPN Plus for a while, so I was fortunate to be able to get games on my laptop, games on my TV, and sort of uh, work a couple tabs on my computer as well. So I watched as much as I could. I paid as much attention to as many games as I could. Um, a few just weren't. A few of them weren't really available. I know Villanova and Penn State was on the Nova Athletics website, which I thought was going to be available, and it ended up being locked. You kind of had just had some sort of membership of some kind. Um, a few of the games are on the stadium uh, website, which those were free to watch. Um, but I know the Denver Air Force game just wasn't even available. The inside lacrosse hadn't it hadn't had it listed anywhere. Um, so a few games out of reach, but most of them were available if you had the resources. And um, yeah, I think it was great. A lot of uh, lacrosse visible to the uh, to the public. So um, we'll start off first with the uh, Maryland Richmond game. So, the Terrapins, they take on Richmond at Richmond at Robbins Stadium. Uh, beautiful day out, just a good day for a, for a highly competitive match, which it was. Uh, Maryland, if you didn't know by now, uh, won in double overtime, 13-12. to Anthony DeMaio uh, finished um, a great feed by Logan Wisnowskis, who was basically almost getting triple teamed. Um, coming around GLE, lefty just found him backside. He made one little hitch move and put it, just put it on net the goalie couldn't see it at all um maryland wins it really was a heartbreaker i i felt for for richmond they were winning 11 to 6 late in the third quarter they kind of had the game in control anytime maryland got a goal they were answering right after that um they really looked poised on offense up until the fourth quarter um some some bad turnovers um i felt like the spotlight maybe 
and, and this is the first game of the year. I don't want to call it a spotlight, but the uh, the situation of being up on a team like number four Maryland, I think maybe they were they were a little nervous. Uh, you saw some errant passes, just some basic miscommunications, some bad possessions on offense, um, clearing it and then doing nothing with it. And uh, Maryland was Maryland. They let them score five goals to their one, leaving it to be tied 12-12. Richmond had the ball basically for the final possession of the game. There would have been 20 seconds left on the clock. Maryland surely could have answered with something. But basically a minute 40, they had the 80-second shot clock on their side and um, waited to dodge it about 20-something seconds and didn't even get a shot off. It was a, a violation. Maryland got the ball in the corner and they ended up going to overtime. I thought that was just not not really good at all. It, it did not look well. And they got the ball to start both overtimes thanks to their sensational um, faceoff play by their sophomore, Andrew Hamilton. He was 17 of 30 on the day, beating out Shockey and others uh, for a majority of the, the draw wins, which I thought was really good. He, he, um, he was really helping out Richmond in that aspect of obviously playing a top-tier team, uh, giving him those possessions. Began first both overtimes with the ball, failed to do anything, and um, Maryland just – they. Um, I just had a feeling once it went to overtime, I had a feeling that Maryland was going to win. Um, they had that momentum from clawing back down five. Um, but closest game of the day, it, it was great to watch. I had that in Duke and High Point on, so I started – switch the Richmond game to my big TV to really focus on. Um, Logan Wisnowskis is continuing to be a stud for the Terrapins. Seven points, three goals, four assists. Uh, he led the team in points last year. Uh, Anthony DeMaio had five points, two goals, three assists, obviously including that overtime winner. Uh, Jared Bernhardt, three goals, one assist. I think he had two in that five-goal uh, comeback in the late third and fourth quarter. Jack Brennan, this a freshman, uh, midfielder, I believe, had two goals, um, 41. He, he was looking solid out there, the ter uh, Terps. Um, might have somebody in him. Uh, a lot of freshmen, I've noticed, from this first weekend and, and even from the Duke game. A lot of new faces are uh, making a splash in their first year. Um, Maryland defense led up 12 um, in this game and 13 last week. So defense maybe isn't exactly where they want to be. I know they had a few transfers. They've got Brandown goal from Georgetown, which was the huge off season move, um, which I was so not totally aware of. And um, I thought that was a sweet, uh, sweet pickup because they lost their goalie to graduation. So a great addition, a young, great goalie from Georgetown uh, who, who's played, he's played well, he's fared well, uh, but the defense um, I don't think up to par where they're at. I know Krill, I don't know his first name, but I know he's a transfer from, how was it, Marquette or like Cleveland State? Something a wild, uh, a pretty random school, but came over here and he's starting on defense alongside Makar, who's, who's their guy. If you didn't see my tweet from the other day, he's been tasked with the number one attackman first two games versus High Point and now Richmond, and he's done the job against their, their number one guys. Um, so that if they can anchor that around that defense around him, shape up and uh, get more towards 10 goals a game, I think the offense will be fine to to uh, to beat out the other team. Um, like I mentioned, Brandau, 10 saves, solid amount. Uh, Russ Bolt for for uh, Richmond played played well. He had 11 saves. You know, obviously let up 13, but 
Um, I saw him make a lot of solid saves, good plays, uh, really good on clearing. Um, and another freshman, like I mentioned, for the Spiders, however, Rich, uh, Richie Connell had four points, three goals. I think three goals were in the first half, um, maybe going into the second half a little bit. Uh, three players on Richmond had four points. So um, I know questions with Teddy Hatfield leaving, but this uh, offense offense is definitely uh, pretty balanced. And, and they've got some guys, this this midi Connell, I think he's number 23, big, big kid. Like I'm 6'3", 6'4", big body midi. Um, always going to be able to do damage with size like that. Um, so he'll be somebody to watch out for. Um, as will Richmond in general. I think they this wasn't sort of like a freak early season game. Um, you know, there's obviously factors to playing. Um, you know, your first game, you're at home. And uh, Maryland, um, uh, you know, it's still early for them. But I think Richmond, they, they've definitely got a team that this faceoff kid can keep it up. Um, and their whole defense returned. Their shorties were playing really good against Maryland's. Uh, DeMaio, I know, had – or uh, Fairman, I know, had four – Four points or three goals at least, uh, who's a midfielder. But, I mean, it's Bubba Fairman. Um, you're not going to be able to shut guys like that down. But um, just from watching in general, they were playing pretty astute uh, defense. So that was the game of the day, I would say. Double overtime win and um, a good start for this Maryland team over uh, two ranked opponents. Uh, but next, we're going to move on to Duke and a high point. They were going on at the same time as the uh, Maryland-Richmond game. So uh, we'll do that to follow up right after. Um, Duke um, looked like Duke, typically. Um, they definitely wanted to bounce back after that Air Force loss. Um, they won 17-8. to um, It felt close for really most of the game, and the Duke kind of just poured it on in the fourth quarter. Um, another freshman, like I said, Dyson Williams. Um, sick name, by the way. Three goals, two assists, shows out. First collegiate game uh, from the Hill. Uh, he's a freshman this year. Um, definitely taking that craftiness. And, and um, you know, if you're at the Hill, you're a beast. So he um, he may be uh, someone to also look out for for Duke, especially on a team that we don't really know who, who the guy is on offense. Um, that's kind of a point I've been bringing up to people in conversation is they don't have that Jordan Wolf, that Justin Gutterding, um I mean, hey, they didn't really have it last year. You could have said, you know, Brad Smith or, um, you know, one of those guys they had that they graduated, but just still not that dominant that dominant guy, at least an attackman. Duke's just always had that attackman. So we're going to have to see how this offense is uh, as, as an identity is this season. Uh, CJ Carpenter, he's definitely going to be a leader this year, three goals. Cameron Bedore had two goals, two assists. Can't say I'm familiar with his name. He might be a a new role on the offense this year. And the Kai Montgomery, one goal and three assists, one one of those assists actually coming uh, to help extending that lead for Duke when High Point was making a push, I think, to bring it within two. Uh, Montgomery, I've never totally bought in on the hype around him. Um, he's a absolute freak athlete. I think I saw in high school he was an outstanding football player, had 31 touchdowns in a season. Um, which is just so scary to think about. Three-time All-American in lacrosse. The kid is an athlete. He's totally talented. He's at Duke for a reason. I think his role could be best served in in this capacity like he did um, on Saturday with three assists. I think he's so shifty and athletic and 
you, you can't let him really get close to the rack and in, in general you don't want him to and uh, I think he's I think he may be um, best suited for that in terms of drawing slides and being able to have that vision I've seen him make some nice passes uh, I think that actually might be a really good um, a really good role for him um, obviously you want him to score um, but as a midfielder but I think um, especially in general, you need some, you need middies that can pass. And I think if he's going to be drawing these, uh, this attention and these slides with these crazy roll rolls and splits and, and shaking, uh, shorties up top. Um, I think that that might be, uh, might be interesting. And he definitely did that this game. Um, everyone on the field actually registered a point on the blue devils. The poles were all involved in transition. I know Tyler Carpenter, younger brother of CJ, the attackman, he was a close defenseman or LSM. He just ran down the field. No one touched him, and he buried it, which, one, shows some poor defensive communication from high point. Um, you know, you got a new goalie, maybe some new faces on defense as well. So that communication's definitely got to settle in because uh, you can't have three poles scoring goals. That's just not not a good look. Um, but, you know, Duke looked like Duke. Um, I, I didn't really notice it probably because I was watching the Richmond game more intently, but I guess there was a goalie change kind of early on. I don't know if Upgren got hurt or if a high point was kind of pouring him in a little bit early because Upgren allowed four. And then there was a switch to Andrew Bonafidi who finished the game with six saves and 60% save percentage. Um, I think, I think Upgren had one save before he wasn't in. Um, I don't know if it was later in the game when Duke had the lead, but it appears that Bonafidi played longer. So I don't know what the situation was with that. Um, probably nothing permanent, but um, I just thought that was interesting when I saw on the stat sheet they had uh, two goalies with with um, significant numbers, not like a garbage time addition. Um, as for high point, um, they almost made it interesting. Like I said, they made that they made a push in the third quarter. I think it was like nine, eleven to nine was the closest it got. Um, Ashton had two goals. They defended him very well. I mean, you got JT Dallas Harris, who's matching him with size and power. Um, just, eh, I don't know. I, I think Duke just played him pretty well. Um, they were making stops. Um, they had a few man up opportunities that they cashed in on. Um, they kind of had momentum swinging in their favor, but they just couldn't keep it up. And they just got outgunned in the end. I mean, 17 to eight sounds horrible. Um, it was definitely a closer game for most of the most of it until the fourth quarter. Um, Parker Green, um, although he got lit up, obviously seventeen goals. Uh, he had ten saves and and he looked good in net. He had a few great plays. Um, one of them I tweeted out. He he makes this diving save after a ride on the Duke um, Duke's offense gets a ride, and uh, I think Manown fires this ball from X basically across crease. Um, in a sense where green's got to turn a total 180 and uh, he makes this diving stop. He stuffs him and then gets it out in transition and a midi buries it. It was just a sweet play. Um, a part of them. Uh, I think it was like three or four goals. They scored to make it closer um, in the second or third quarter. Uh, Parker green though, replacing Tim Trattner, big shoes to fill, but uh, he looked great. And he's actually second in the nation in saves. Um, believe it or not, he had, 10, but last week against the 70 Maryland shots he faced, I think he had 20, 21 saves. So he's got 31 right now. Um, he's second in the country behind um, 
Braden Host of Air Force, who I also dropped that tweet about, who's got 38 in two games. Kid is playing on one. Um, man, oh man, loving goalies so far. But Parker Green, yeah, um, I think he's only a sophomore, uh, sophomore or junior, but um, replacing Tim Troutner and um, didn't look too bad. But like I said, just getting outgunned in the end, and um, I think High Point might ag- might regress a little bit from from last year's really good season. Um, I think it's really going to be dependent on Nolting being able to show out and also those role-playing guys filling in when he has games like this with a JT Giles Harris with um with with uh with the Notre Dame defense or um units like that and and cover men like that um so we'll have to see but Duke uh one and one they get even after Air Force so next one I'm gonna go back a day to Friday actually I think most people are tuned into this game Syracuse playing Colgate in the dome um they end up winning 21 to 14 um you had a lot of things going into this game you've got um, the Chase Scanlon transfer, he's donning 22 for the first time in a few years. Um, and a lot of hype behind this Q's team. They're getting ranked pretty high in the preseason. They've got the most preseason All-Americans on their team. Um, they've got Tucker Dordovic back. So they've got the whole complete unit going into this season. And obviously, you know, I've said in my bio and I've said in the past, um, I'm a big Syracuse lacrosse fan. So uh, I was watching this game pretty intently, looking at all the little pieces, all the players we've got out on the field. Um, all I can say is just offense, offense, offense. And I obviously understand they were playing a team like Colgate, who just gave up 19 to UNC. But I, 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 I can't see how this this team and this talent doesn't transcend to no matter what opponent they play. Um, Scanlon, as we know and saw everywhere, seven goals. Um, he wasn't a byproduct of Pat Spencer. The the kid is the kid is so talented. Um, you had Stephen Rafis, who was the man on attack, basically coming back. He was the definite piece we knew. Uh, dishes out seven assists with a goal, which ties a Q's record uh, for a single game assists. Um, he, I mean, he, you you name it, he's got people to pass to. So expect expect him to get assist numbers in most games. But the guy can score. I mean, you saw his one goal is coming around righty. He's shooting it over the defenseman, near side, over the goalie's shoulder. Um, he's just got guts coming from Axe. He's, he's fast. Um, I've always been a fan of Rafis. Lucas Quinn and Jamie Tromboli get it done from the midfield. They both they both get four points each. Uh, Lucas Quinn, a junior from Niski, um, his first time really seeing the field and definitely showing that he um he's capable of scoring. Trimboli is an, is getting is doing what we know he can do. Um just just a great shooter, great overall midfielder. Um the senior on that on that on that midi line for sure and um uh, given that leadership role. Uh Drake Porter had 11 saves. He looked he looked solid. Um you know, gave up 14, which I'm not crazy happy about. Uh, I think the Q's defense in general, you know, isn't um, hasn't been anything very special in the last few years, so I'm not putting it all on him. Uh, Nick Mellon also was out for most of the second half. Uh, he had ice on his knee. I don't know if it was non-contact or contact. My guess if he was icing it, it means he got hit. Uh, could be a bruise. Who knows? I haven't gotten any word on that or seen anything. Um, hopefully he's okay because Cuse definitely needs him. He's one of the best cover men in the country. Um, 
you know, uh, an- another thing worth noting was Q's, you know, they hung 21, uh, but he had players like Tucker Dordovic, David Lipka, Buttermore, um, only having one point, And I think it was a goal and he, and then each of them had an assist. Um, like you're going to have games where they, where they score that much. And people like that aren't even getting on the board. Tucker Dordovic could easily have had four goals. He did that against ranked Virginia when they upset them two years ago as a freshman. Like he, he has the games where he just can't be touched. And when you have things like, when you have games like that and, and you still have two guys getting over seven points or more, and then two guys getting four points each from the midfield. Like, you, like pick your poison with this offense. Whether I'm a fan or a homer or not, like across the board, you you got six midfielders who can who can put up two three goals, and you've got an attack unit that is only going to get better together over the season. I just think they're going to have one of the best offenses in the country this year. I don't want it to sound like an overreaction from one game, but. Um, it's, it's true. I, I've been watching the team. I know who all these guys are. I watched them last year. They were very spread out as an offense last year. I think their top two guys was Rafus and, um, Bradley Voigt, who both had 40 something, 42 and 43. And the rest of them were all in the twenties, um, evenly spread out like four or five guys in 20 points. So they've got a very spread out offense and all of them a year together again is only going to help them. Defense, like I mentioned, did give up a little too many. Um, you know, I know Colgate's got guys, Brian Minicus, um, Mike Hawkins, who's a beast. Uh, he's a junior. I remember seeing his highlight tape my senior year when he was at Glastonbury, Connecticut. Um, he's got incredible hands, just so shifty and, and all the trickery. Um, you definitely saw that he, he's got he, he's got the finishing ability. And obviously Griffin Brown, I think, is their other their their guy on offense for Colgate and, and they um they scored he had four goals against in UN in the UNC game and I think he had another four five points in this one so like they they got they have people it's not a it's not a total blemish but I I would have rathered you know them not score as much um but a win's a win 21 to 14 um I think my thoughts on Cuse just to wrap this up I think like I mentioned with the offense um, I think you're going to see games like this, regardless of the opponent. Um, they're going to give up a lot. Um, but I really think they're going to be the equivalent of Penn state, um, last year, if not probably similarly this year. Um, I think they've got, they both, they have a lot of similarities. They have a good face-off guy. They've got a solid goaltender. Uh, their defense is okay, but they've got, just got offense to just outdo people. Um, I mean, if you look like if you look at last year with, with um, Penn State down the stretch, they gave up 17 to Hopkins in the Big Ten Conference Championship. They won. They gave up 14 to Loyola, and they won. They gave up 21 to Yale, scoring 17, although it was a loss. But like this team can – they're both teams that aren't incredible on defense, but they have offense to back it up. And I think behind performances, just solid goaltending, um, they're, they're going to be able to do damage. So um, Cuse over Colgate. Um, they get, they got Binghamton next in the dome also. So I think that'll be another, another easy win. I think Binghamton just lost 12 to four to Marist. So it might be, uh, pretty ugly. Uh, we might get to see some, uh, some other, um, substitutions from Q's in the second half possibly. And, um, yeah, I look forward to it. Happy though. Um, excited for Syracuse this year.
Next up, another ESPN game. We have Virginia beating Loyola at Virginia. 12-9 was the final. Um, score may not indicate it, uh, but Virginia was dominating for a majority of this game. Um, they might have let up some goals late. I, I didn't get to see those. I had to go uh, run an errand uh, with for my roommate. But um, at one point, it was 10-2 or 10-3. I mean, they, they were just possessing, scoring, possessing, scoring. Um, Petey LaSala did great. Um, they, they were just tacking on goals pretty much um, and looking totally comfortable. Um, a respectable 12 goals for the Loyola defense, however. I mean, Virginia wins, but I think it's a win if you're looking at Loyola's and you only give up 12 to what I consider to be the most lethal offense in the country. Um, just, just from a numbers point last year, it was blasphemy. Um, they, they graduate Ryan Conrad, who was their fifth leading scorer. And he had, um, 52, 53 points. Your fifth highest guy has that much. I mean, they had the, they had off the charts offense last year and all of them came back. Um, so I think to give up just 12 to them is a, is definitely a win. You know, you got a new goalie this year. You had most of your defense come back. So I think that that, that benefited them. Um, even their new goalie, sophomore Sam Schaefer, 15 saves for 55% on the day. Um, definitely a good performance. And again, only, tw- only 12 goals. Um, you know, it's Loyola's first game as well, um, and they're on the road. Um, I think um, their biggest struggle and question this year is going to be offense. Um, Kevin Lindley, you know, the 60-goal scorer, we've heard that a million times, um, doesn't have Pat Spencer to, to give him passes. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to say he was just a, a finisher, but that was really his role. Um, you know, in high school at Darien, he was a total stud. Um, I I watched him score many goals against my team. Um, he he's he he is very he's he's talented. It's it's just taking on that new position, especially wearing number seven now. Um, he's got to be able to get it done. Um, you know, Aiden Olmstead, their, uh, they, their other guy, he had three points. Uh, Peter Swindell had three assists with a goal. Um, offense, like I'm just saying, is, is going to be the question for them going forward. Um, you know, I know it finished 12-9, but for most of the game, they, they didn't have it really figured out. And, um, you know, that you could argue that's probably one of going to be their harder opponents of the year. Um, you know, they're the defending national champions. You know, Alex Rode finished it finished with uh 19 saves um and only allowed nine um he he looked like he was still coming off that championship performance um one of the best in the country obviously so i think a good game overall versus one of the better teams in all of college lacrosse um you know as far as virginia goes um matt moore had three goals two assists um always playing that balanced game i think he was had 89 points and it was like 46 to 43. <laughs> um, he's uh, he's really good at 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 basically both both sides of the ball, passing and and scoring. Uh, Peyton Cormier, a freshman, another freshman. I'm I'm gonna keep saying it over and over again. Um, shining in his debut, three goals, one of which I think was that highlight one. If you haven't seen it yet, he's uh, he's working on a shorty on the left side, five and five sort of. Um, throws a box fake. He goes for an inside roll. He gets sort of hooked under his arm, and as he's falling, 
shoots a one-hander and it beats the goalie. It was a it was a sweet goal. It was very impressive. And um, I don't know if he's a redshirt freshman or not, but I believe if not um, a regular true freshman, as they say, he um, he was one of the earliest commits um, back before they made that rule that you had to be a junior. Um, so it's been a long time waiting for him to get here and he wasted no time showing out. Um, so again, he might be, uh, someone to add to the already lethal offense down, uh, in Virginia. Um, but again, 12, nine, um, I, I forget who Virginia has next, uh, and, and or Loyola, um, that's on me, but, um, you know, solid game. I didn't get to watch all of it. Like I said, um, but Loyola made it interesting late, so We'll see. Uh, we'll see how Loyola is with offense. Virginia, that's definitely not the question. So this next segment's gonna be mainly the rest of the games that went on that I was able to watch or not watch. Um, and kind of just looking at uh, the numbers, maybe not as more prominent games. Army and UMass, Penn State, Nova, Hopkins and Towson was on ESPN. That was uh, in the afternoon. I think it started at two. Um, that one I was. I got totally caught up watching um, some other game and I forgot that it had been on and I turned it on and Hopkins was winning by a good amount. So I left that up on the TV, sort of watched in here and there. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll go back to uh, Penn State Nova, uh, which I did mention I could not watch it. The no, It was on the Villanova website, but I was locked, couldn't, couldn't watch it uh, without like some kind of membership or something. Um, you know, Grant Ament, Mac O'Keefe, it's it's their show. Um, Ament had eight points, three goals, five assists. O'Keefe, seven points, four goals, three assists. Um, that's 15 combined. I think they've got 30 now combined through two weeks. Uh, Jack Kelly, four goals, one assist. Dylan Folds, three goals. Um, again, that's kind of their big four, and they're, uh, they're just going to keep killing it. Um, you know, this was kind of a game I expected to go – how it did, uh, Villanova kept it close in the beginning, but you just you just can't go blow for blow or, or or even just expect to maintain the same pace as Penn State offensively. It's it's just unfair to to ask that of somebody. Um, they they really they just they they've got it. They really do. They've got it all over. Um, you know they're still the highest scoring offense, 19 this week. Um, I think it was 16 last week. Um, you know, like like I expected, Nova did shock them last year, and they beat them. So you know, Penn State obviously was trying to come into this one and and establish that they are the better team. And um, you know, Villanova is still a respectable opponent, and um, I think they were ranked they were ranked in some polls. Um, they had their whole offense return. They still got a, I think faceoffs was a big question for them, um, if I'm not mistaken, and um, defensively. Um, average at, at best, I guess. Um, still put up 10 goals. Um, 19 to 10 was the final, like I said. And um, yeah, standard game. Couldn't watch it. Probably would have liked to just to see Penn State's offense. Um, I didn't get to watch them last week um, either. So um, we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on Penn State 2-0 now. Uh, we'll, we'll go to Army UMass. Um, this was a romp to say the least. Uh, Army finishing with 17 goals to UMass's four. Um, it was not. It was not pretty. Uh, UMass uh, was scoreless right into the beginning of the third quarter. 
Um, I think it was literally seconds into the quarter. So the whole half they were shut out. Um, I know uh, when I was in the Army locker room, uh, coach was t- was telling me how they've got this uh, this whole setup where they got bricks stacked up um, along the wall, and then they have cinder blocks. And I'm pretty sure a cinder block is a quarter um, – shutting out a team for a quarter. So they're going to be able to throw two cinder blocks up in that locker room. I'm sure that's going to get them fired up. Um, 23 turnovers to Army's 14. So UMass just not taking care of the ball, whether those were caused turnovers or unforced. Um, too high, definitely too high. Uh, 0 for 5 on extra man opportunities. Um, what I mean, what can you say? I mean, UMass by no means is is a this powerhouse school, but – they they had a they had a good offense last year and they have everyone coming back there there I mean it's not like they don't have talent um army jeez louise I mean they lost Serdic primarily they've got everyone else coming back they lost their um um AJ Barone Barrett um the goalie seems like they uh they didn't really skip a beat in that aspect um four goals that is yeah 17 shots on net for UMass, which is really not high. And like I said, shut out um, for the half going into the third quarter. Army, uh, offensively, obviously, they're there. Brendan Nickturn going to continue to be the stud he was last year. Seven points, four goals, three assists. Sean O'Brien, three goals, one assist. Eight unassisted goals for Army. So it, it just it doesn't appear that UMass had the, uh, had the guys to keep up with them. Uh, an army 13 saves. I think UMass had 11. Um, just, just not a good showing for the, uh, for the, for UMass. Um, hopefully they can bounce back. Hopefully this was just a real off game for them. I was expecting this to be a really good matchup. Um, I was, I was pretty, um, pretty high on UMass going into this year, seeing that they have the, the offense and, and everyone coming back. Um, but evidently not the case. Army still, uh, Army still a formidable uh, foe in the Patriot League, to say the least. Um, yeah, and lastly we've got Hopkins uh, Towson. Hopkins wins fifteen to seven pretty comfortably. Uh, Cole Williams, uh, a stud. I've always been a fan of him since I watched him in the Under, All- Under Armour All American game. I think it was my senior year of high school. The kid is such a beast. Um, three goals, four assists stepped up, you know, Epstein, not on the field this game. We don't know when he's going to be back. Um, I've heard worse reports for about his knee. I've heard it's day to day and he can be back for next week or the third week. Uh, Evan Zinn, a goal and two assists. I think he was a freshman last year. Um, he was in the Under Armour All-American game as well. Um, he's talented for sure. So I'm, uh, hopefully he comes into a role this year. Connor DeSimone, three goals. Um, still the best high school highlight tape I've ever seen. Um, kid is off the charts. Um, they've got, they're no short of talent on offense. Uh, Brett Baskin was in for Epstein. Uh, he had a goal. Um, may not be ideal if, if, they're, if they're losing out on Epstein for longer than they imagine. Um, it would definitely help to, to get some production out of the uh uh, out of the offense, because as we know, as a freshman, Epstein led Hopkins' entire team in points, 70-something, um, really, really good. It would, they they definitely need him back sooner than later. Um, Towson, you know, lacking at faceoff and just not enough offense, which I was 
was my main talking point in ranking them so low as I did in the top 20. I almost didn't want to rank them just because I knew um, what we were going to be getting with them this season, but you have to throw them in there. They're always, they're always a a team to compete. Um, Kobe Smith was the talk of the town, Uh, close defenseman uh, getting two goals and two assists um, for the game really really uh really exciting i i must have missed them by the time i turned the game on like i said i was um i missed a a good portion of it and then i was still on and off with it watching other games but i think that that's got to tell you something when a team has seven goals which is not a lot that's a that's a low that is a low tally for sure when a team's got seven goals on offense and four of those came from a defenseman (laughs) um Four of those, four out of those seven points were from a close defenseman. That that definitely means that there's something up with the offense. Um, uh, that's something that they're definitely gonna have to figure out um, for them to really compete or win any games. And it goes to show you just the impact of losing a Brendan Sunday and an Alex Woodall. Again, Woodall was 76. percent He was right below TD Yearland last season. Uh, just sensational. He killed it in the MLL. Um, just an overall great talent and um, someone they're going to miss dearly and they're going to have to address um, this season for sure. So we'll wrap up this week's show just looking at the stats uh, around the uh, around the NCAA. Um, you've got, you know, obviously points. I think you guess it. Granite Mentz got 18. He's number one. Logan Wisnowskis is two with 14. Uh, Mac O'Keefe is three with 14 as well. Uh, goals. You know, just as you would imagine, Mac O'Keefe with 10. Uh, Logan Wisnowskis actually right below him with 9. Um, and third is Matt Grillo of Providence. Matt Grillo was a stud for the Ward Melville Patriots. Um, I believe that's their mascot. Um, he played, um, he was a senior my when I was a senior. Um, he played at Ward Melville, like I said, the he had the overtime winning goal to win the state championship against Pittford in 2017. His game was right before mine, before we played Victor, uh, who's upstate New York. Uh, Grillo was very, very good um, and has been good for Providence. Um, he's He um, he had four, four goals or, or so, had a great stat line in the Big East semifinals last year versus Georgetown. They Providence was going blow for blow with Georgetown. Um, it ended up being a one or two goal game that Georgetown ended up winning, but Providence was showing that they had some offense and Grillo for one was, was standing out as a freshman given this was last year, or I'm sorry, a sophomore. Now he's a junior, but he's got eight goals in, in two games. He had five of the six in Providence's win over Holy Cross um, later on Saturday, they won six to four, and Grillo had five of them. So the kid's a stud. Uh, talent, talent doesn't go anywhere, whether it's a big D one team or not. Um, he's he's a beast. Um, he he should continue to do well for the Friars. Um, Ryan Gallagher of Rutgers also tied with him for eight goals. Um, haven't gotten to watch Rutgers. They definitely interest me. They bring everyone back on offense. Um, and um, they always seem to play some a, a few teams really well um, sporadically throughout the season. Um, yeah, assist wise, let's see. 
Colin Burke of Utah has got seven. Um, that's behind, of course, Grant Ament with 11 already, <laughs> which is just so ridiculous. Uh, Colin Burke of Utah, though, seven assists. Um, that's solid. Steven Rafis uh, for Cuse. I mentioned that earlier in the show, seven assists. Um, saves. We mentioned this earlier. Uh, Braden Host with 38 in two weeks. Parker Green of High Point with 31 and second. And Sean Collins of Colgate with 27. Um, Colgate obviously uh, lit up by UNC, lit up by Cuse, but um, he's been nothing, not not short of making any saves in those two games. Um, lots of shots obviously coming at you, so um, at least he's stopping them. Uh, 27 for third in the country. Um, good for him. Yeah. Uh, host, host is, host has really got my attention after watching him play in the Duke game. He was huge in them beating Duke. I mean, I watched him make like four, like key saves in that fourth quarter, um, as they were hanging on to that lead, um, and just playing good, good defense as well. But host is a, he's a junior this year. Um, Man, oh man, he he might be a, a narrative to watch throughout the season, um, sneaking onto that All American list. Again, only two games so far this season. Don't want to overreact, but it was two games versus Duke and Denver, who are definitely no pushovers in terms of offense, athletes, shooters, you name it. Um, so definitely keep an eye out for him. Um, Air Force got my attention because they definitely played really well against Duke. I really wish I could have watched the Denver game, honestly. Um, and, uh, we'll see if he can keep up that kind of production because it's definitely interesting so far. That is going to be week one in the books, folks. That's it. First week of college lacks fully through, um, you know, exciting stuff. It's just great to be able to watch it again. Um, thanks for tuning in to another episode or at episode nine. Uh, thanks for all the support on Twitter. Um, I tweeted out that I'd broke 200 followers at like nine or something last night and I wake up and by like noon I have 230 um it's just a lot of support a lot of people deciding to follow I'm really glad everyone's enjoying the content um I'll definitely be really active on Twitter um so definitely utilize that um the podcast is obviously great but um I like to use my voice on there too so you know share with your friends share with uh all your lax rat buddies and uh, anyone who just loves lacrosse, because that's what we do here. Um, so thank you for tuning in again. BTB Pod Episode 9. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace.